Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yes, we've got just uh, about an hour and a half left on this last episode of the Nightside Project. It's been a limited edition uh, COVID season for the show, and we've loved doing it. We hope that you've enjoyed it, and uh, many of you have expressed uh, appreciation via the the uh, the text line at five seven five zero zero. And it, and it's so fun hearing from you. I've heard from a lot of a lot of longtime listeners that we've gotten to know all over the years. And Alex, that was one of the that was one of the best things about this is it reconnected us with. A group of people out there that we communicated with, you know, regularly every night and we kind of became a big, uh, uh, you know, we kind of became a big group and the end of the broadcast show split us up. But this spring we got to all get back together again. And that, that's been a lot of fun because we have gotten to know a lot of awesome people this way. Have we heard from Ethan yet? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do that to me all night? Uh, all night. Listen, it's the last time for me to be able to do it. Lots of McRib uh, references via text as well, 57500. Yeah. Keep those coming hey, in. Uh, one of the things that we mentioned, and I, I do have multiple Zen headlines. I've just been undisciplined here getting to them. But one of the things that we want to uh, – and, no, this isn't a prank where we talk about doing something all night and then deliberately don't. I'm really, I really do have several that I want to do. But um, – Bryson DeChambeau, who's a golfer, mm. you brought this up. This oh, that's right. Dude... Well, listen, let me uh, let me do let me do this thing right there. Okay, bro, roll it out. Roll I've it out. I've got your. Uh, I've got the. Uh, I've got a health news. Oh, health the news health is, class. Yeah, I've got a health class, but it's also. Yeah. Uh, it's also. I don't know if you know this, but it's also sponsored, uh, which I didn't know. So we've got to play this before we do health class. Hey. Oh, hold on, hold, hold on, on a hold on, hold on. Gosh darn it. It's Ryan. not sponsored by the. It's not sponsored by Ryan's by the Dave request Miller for band. <laughs> Dave Miller. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, All right, here we go. Hey there, Utah, America. We're at it again. Round two of the twelve hundred dollars stimulus checks heading your way. Steve Stimulus Barn going to open up a second location now in Magna to serve all your stimulus needs. To so everything is conveniently priced at you. Guess it, twelve hundred dollars. Laptops, $1,200. Food rehydrator, if you want your food wet again, $1,200. He-Man figurines, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. Tape them together, you get PlayStation 5, $1,200. A trampoline shaped like Bermuda Triangle, $1,200. Stairmaster, they let you walk down the stairs instead of going up because it's too hard, $1,200. Steve, I need my knees replaced. You might be saying to yourself, what can you do? The second opinion on your torn meniscus, $1,200. 
Magenta mattress, more comfortable than purple mattress, $1,200. Two tickets to Mazatlan, not Mexico, Mazatlan, Ohio, $1,200. <laughs> Steve Stimulus Barn, you don't have to go anywhere else with that stimulus money over there. Come on in and... Uh, one of our two locations, and we'll take care of you. West Valley, or our newest place, is that one building that almost fell over during the earthquake out here in Magna. Magna. Uh, I drove my kids through Magna. Oh, do, to uh, do what? Like the earth, what was it, the earthquake uh, tour? Yeah, you know, we just, sometimes we'll go out and take a drive. Um, <laughs> I know we're probably unique like that. Uh, uh, no, but, uh, you are, especially when you go... Hey, let's go drive through this town where the where the earthquakes just keep happening and they no, won't stop. It's, it's let's drive through. So, I want you to drive through and see a community of people in fear all the time. So we drove through because we wanted to check out that kind of historic uh, magna area, <laughs> you know, because it was. <laughs> Why are you trying? People in magna hate you right now. Well, no, they actually have a cool old main street there. They really do have a cool old Main Street. And, you know, the, we checked out the earthquake damage, but there's a lot of history over on that side of the, uh, on that side of the, uh, on that side of the valley. So, hey, Alex, <laughs> I know I can just see right now that you've got no control over yourself, but can you hit this, the, can you hit the health class button? Have you got enough uh, ability to at least reach over? Just as awkward. Yeah, still laughing about historic uh, Magna. Pull up a desk for nightside health class. All right, there you go. I, I'm serious. Magda's got a cool little downtown there, a cool little historic downtown. And uh, no, I like that. Awesome. I appreciate it going to see it. That's All right, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, famous golfer. Is that, well, here's the here's thing about Bryson DeChambeau. I'll just give you a little background. This is a guy who is uh, he's super ripped. Like He's one of these super fit golfers. And he put on forty pounds. Oh, he's the guy that's yes. been, he's the guy that's added like twenty yards to 20, his drive. Forty pounds uh, of muscle. Yes. and like got on this crazy health regimen, and then twenty yards to his drive. He outdrives everybody by like thirty or forty yards, like all the time. He's he's four hundred plus on the on the drive. So he's, uh, uh, but he was asked about because he's, so it's he's twice as long as me. Yeah, twice as far as me. Yes, and so he he he's one of these guys that goes, uh, look, I'm. And I'm basing this all on science because I've been just like I've been doing the this regimen. He's like been the most healthy he's ever been. He's the most ripped he's ever been. He's hitting the ball further than he's ever been. And he wants to live, as he put it, he says he did an interview with GQ magazine and says he can live to 130 or 140 years old. Wow. And he thinks that the, that the technology is going to come around. Sorry. <clears throat> I was uh, – sorry, I'm just looking at beautiful pictures of uh, historic Magna right here in front of me. Stop it. Uh, but – but this is this immediately. Ethan goes, "Oh, you mean Ricky Bobby?" And I went, "What are yeah, you talking about?" My mind went straight. There. I was like, "Ricky Bobby already said this." So we went, we went through, we watched the entire movie of uh, the of, uh, of Legend Ricky, Ricky, Legend Bobby, Ricky yeah. Bobby, and uh, and here it is, or Talladega Nights, Talladega Nights this afternoon, the yeah. legend or the, uh, the 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 ballad of Ricky Bobby. Here we go. Here's what Ricky Bobby, very similar thoughts to Bryson DeChambeau. We did it. I, I don't want to be raining on your parade. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, that was some of the dumbest driving I have ever seen in my life. Thank you. And I know you won the race. You're not gonna live forever. <laughs> I'm not stupid, Lucius. No one lives forever. No one. But with uh, advances in modern science, my high level income, I mean, it's not crazy to think I can't live to be 245, maybe 300. <laughs> Heck, I just read in the newspaper they put a pig heart in some guy from Russia. You know what? I mean, you know what that means? No, I don't know what that means. I guess longer life. Well, no, he didn't live. Oh, he didn't live. No. Oh. 
It's just exciting that we're trying things like that. Yeah. Look, it is. (laughs) It was exactly. Look, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau with a straight face said, I really do think I'm going to be able to get to 130, 140. Just like Ricky Bobby goes, I don't know, 245, 300. (laughs) But it's the same attitude of uh, modern science and I'm rich, right? Mm -hmm. It's just this ego thing of these guys. This guy's like 31 years old. No one's ever told him no, and there we are. Somebody uh, rolling up and saying, I think I'm going to be 140 years old. Well, no one's ever lived to be 140 years old. Yeah, but I will because I'm pretty important. I don't know if you know this. Plus science. I don't know. Yeah, with my high level of income. <laughs> Plus my, I'm 245, 300. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, all uh, Bryson DeChambeau, just like everybody else. I have a bad piece of news. Of COVID news, uh, COVID news every thirty minutes right what here. Castle is ready. Uh, <laughs> this one is a sad one because you remember this back in uh, oh, I don't wonder how long it was that we actually heard this. Um, but the first dog who contracted COVID nineteen. Oh, was there was buddy. that question. There was that question: right. of, Can dogs pass it? Can to dogs you? pass it to you? And also, yeah. can dogs get it? And whatever. But uh, Buddy, a seven-year-old German Shepherd, was indeed uh, found to have been uh, COVID-19 positive, and he died after oh. a three-month illness battle with the illness. So Buddy, the German Shepherd, was the first oh, confirmed case of a dog dying from COVID-19. That's terrible. That is stinking wild, man. I mean, that's well, where we—that's where we've gotten with this thing, man. And yeah. you think the Nightside Project needs to go away for a while? We haven't cured it in dogs yet. I know. I know. Maybe we should stay uh, on the air. Hey, uh, I, I do though. Let's finish this. Let's finish this uh, segment back up on a on a little bit of a higher yeah, note. Yes, so the, the dog, give us, the dog give passing some, away is bad news. Go ahead. Give me some Zen headlines music. Here. Oh, uh, Zen headlines music. I think we've got it over you there. Got some? It's on the. It's on uh, Josh. It's on your screen there. It should say Zen headlines. There you there go. There we go. That's the that's the one we use on the podcast. When we do the Zen headlines, you'll be able to hear this one uh, periodically. So go ahead, Ethan. Uh, Utah farmers are stepping up to help after food was stolen from the Salvation Army pantry. Someone broke into the Ogden Salvation Army uh, this week, just days before a big community giveaway. As it turns out, Farmers Feeding Utah was in a perfect position to help out. There was a large Farmers Feeding Utah event at the, Salt, at the Utah State Fairgrounds the same night. Of the burglary, burglary, the burglary. <laughs> there goes that. There goes that uh, quarantine twenty talking. Yep, again. yep. They still had a, a half a semi truck load of food left over, and boom, right there, they said, "Hey, you know what? How about this? How about this? How about five thousand pounds of carrots, two thousand pounds of potatoes, a thousand pounds of salami, and two hundred pounds of eggs? How that's about a, that? That's uh, that's keto right there. Isn't bro. that nice? Now hold on. And that's fresh. That's fresh. Hold local that, farm grown. Do that list again, because I think that I these are all good on my diet. Do it again. Uh, Five thousand pounds of carrots. Two thousand pounds of potatoes. Carrots are a little high in uh, in in sugars, and so it's the same thing with the potatoes. But continue. Uh, One thousand pounds of salami. Got it. Check. Two hundred pounds of eggs. Boom! I could eat both of those things, and I'll be fine. Well, and you know what that omelet. is? <laughs> that's an amazing breakfast dish right there. I know. Right? Shred up the potatoes, shred up the carrots, chop up that salami, stir in some eggs. And, uh, yeah, you're eating well. So, uh, And all farm fresh. So really awesome Zen headline. I got several more to get through tonight, and I'm going to get through all of them. Uh, this, one said, this, one, this text before we go out to the break here says, true, but the limited edition sure did last a long time. Can't wait to see you guys. Uh, what will bring you guys back on the air again next time? Hey, I don't, I don't want to see what it brings us on the air again next time. That's bad news. You know what brought us on the air was a dang pandemic. Yeah. 
so no, we'll see you. We'll see you all at the next apocalypse. <laughs> hey, you know what? When those earthquakes pop up, like uh, you know, in spades, I'm going to show up and we'll start taking calls if you felt them or not. All right. No, what's going to happen is the the newsroom is going to be all abuzz with activity, and all of a sudden the door in the corner is going to fly open, and Kevin's going <laughs> to come stomping out, and he's going to shout, "Get me the nightside project!" Get me project. the nightside project. <laughs> I need I need frivolous garbage to go over the air this evening, <laughs> starting at six. All right, uh, we'll be right back with more frivolous garbage here on the Night Set <laughs> Project. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.